back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Speed and Power on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm your host, and I'm joined by Harrison on the board, as well as Matt Evans from the Nebraska baseball team. But right before we went on break, you were asked a question about recruiting for younger baseball players. So what have you what have you come up over break? The biggest thing I'd say is be patient. Um, a lot of kids will try and get themselves out there too early, and that causes overexposure. And then, you know, if you start doing really good at a young age, then all the lights are on you. And as a young baseball player, that's the that's the least thing you need. So I'd say ninth and 10th grade, don't even worry about it. Don't even think about it. I'd say even halfway through 11th grade, don't even don't even touch anything. Let it kind of pile in for you. I was lucky enough that, I mean, my coaches were sources. Um, but I think, you know, you don't have to go to all these events. You don't have to pay for all this stuff. You don't have to do that. Keep it patient. Um, become the player you want to be because when you do these showcases and stuff like that, you kind of um, get out of who you are. Like I know for me, you know, I'd be, I was a 150 pounds trying to hit home runs and all the coaches know that's not me. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see that. Like the biggest thing for me, I went to um, one of the best recruiting um, tournaments is called PBR future games. Um, it's in Georgia. And what the coaches told me is they fell in love with me when I laid a bunt down in a showcase event. Because that's the type of player, and they it kind of shows a little bit more maturity. I'd say stick with what you are, who you are, and just let it kind of come to you. Mm-hmm. So for track, getting recruited, like what I found worked best for me was like reaching out to coaches. How did it work for baseball? Were you reaching out? Like, were you actively trying to like get their attention, or were they coming to you? Um, so mine, mine started a little earlier. Um, so I was and be, being younger for the states, there's a rule where I think it's when you're before you're 16, coaches can't actually call you. They have to go through someone or and then you have to call them. Um, so I wasn't doing anything. Um, I didn't get a single uh, like interest from a school until after this tournament. And then that's when it kind of started coming in. And then um, they call you, or sorry, you call them. You have a conversation with them. And then um, for me, I know a lot of people are different, but for me, all those coaches that um, were interested in me wanted like, uh, every other week kind of follow up with what you're doing, stuff like that. And then Coach Harvell here was my biggest guy. Like he was, we were contacting all the time. And then once my birthday hit where he could actually text me, then it was, um, what, what are you thinking? What do you, do you want to come on a visit? Um, we set it up. I only went on one visit and was here, fell in love with it right away. Mm-hmm. So again, mine was pretty quick. Um, I felt like um, I could have waited longer, but there's, I would still end up coming here. Um, and then another biggest thing is don't commit too early. You got to find, I know a lot of guys that, you know, this big school reaches out with, you know, a little offer and you want to have that big name, then you don't play for three years. And then now you're 20, 21 years old, you haven't played. Um, find a place that's home for you where you feel like you'll become the best player for yourself. At what age did you commit? I was... It's like 16 in a month. Dang. Do you see an issue in like young kids committing so early? Absolutely. Because um, the bigger schools are like the SEC schools, like the top schools will recruit these guys. Like I saw rankings the other day for 2030. 
like high school grads in 2030. That's grade seven. Oh my gosh. And if these kids commit that early, then you also have a kid that will commit in the same year when he's a senior. And then there goes your scholarship. Like you're, they're probably going to cut you and you're not going to be on campus. And now you're in the last two months trying to find a school and then you're rushing. And then it's like, oh, I finally got a school. Then I get to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much can change like since when you commit to when you get to that school. So that's crazy. I'm so happy that doesn't happen in track. But do you have any like lessons you learned throughout the recruitment process? Yeah. Again, just be patient, see what everyone wants. Um, and also don't be scared to go to a lower level or JUCO. Everyone wants the glamorous division one stuff like that. Um, but if it's not for you, it's not for you. Like we have guys here that will be our top hitters, our top pitchers that went JUCO route. And if you talk to any JUCO baseball player, I don't know about any other sport, but if you talk to any JUCO baseball player, they will never regret it because it teaches them, you know, toughness. You know, we have the luxury here of, we don't have to set up our own field. We get to, you know, laundry we get all these facilities those juco guys grinded for two years and all that kind of stuff and it created them to be a tougher person so don't be scared to you know talk to those lower schools because it could be the right fit for you it could be the coaches that want the best for you every year in the mlb draft there's juco guys that come out and they end up being some of the top prospects that's good advice find what works for you doesn't matter what everyone else thinks. There yeah. you go. That was good. Coming from a freshman. Sorry, I keep throwing that out there. That's kind of mean. <laughs> but one thing we talked about over break a little bit was NIL. You're from Canada. Canada people can't be doing NIL in the U.S. So what do you do? Um, I I don't do a thing. Um, I don't do a thing. Like, I don't. We have the open doors. Like, I have it um, just because that's what our media guy sends our photos through. Um, but, like, when we go on it, we get to see the opportunities and stuff like that. I can't reach out to anybody. I can't reach out to a company right now, you know, say I wanted to, like my roommate just got um, a turtle box, the speakers. Mm -hmm. He just got one because he reached out. They really liked them, stuff like that. I can't reach out to them. I can't do that. Um, But when I'm back home, if it's a Canadian company and my feet are in Canada and um, again, like I'm living in Canada at this point, then I can do stuff with a Canadian company. Um, It's just because you can't, I have a student visa here. I don't have a working visa. It's a completely different thing. So we, both the company and myself would get into a lot of trouble for that. So are you actively trying to get NIL deals in Canada when you are there? Um, not not a like, crazy amount. Um, I'm lucky enough that um, there's a back company in my hometown. He's been super good with me. Um, we do stuff all the time. He promotes me, I promote him. Um, but other than, other than that one bad deal, I don't really do too much for it. If you could have any NIL deal, in the U.S., what would it be? Oh, better be a good answer, Matt. Better be a good answer. Adidas. Adidas. What Adidas. like kind of gear would you want? Um, I love their um, like their uh, what do you call them? Joggers here. Okay. Like joggers, sweats, <laughs> those stuff. I love that. Like the comfy, the comfier clothes. Actually, I'm gonna put another one. Lululemon. You're a Lululemon boy? Love Lululemon. Oh my gosh. Um, I fell in love with them because they were our Canadian Olympic sponsor. Mm-hmm. And they come out with a bunch of Lululemon Canadian collab stuff. I went crazy with that. And then since then, I just, like I got Lulu pants on now. And I don't think I go a day without wearing something. So bougie. Look at you. <laughs> wow. Look at you thinking like, oh, like smart, like clothing. I was thinking like maybe like jewelry or like a speaker or something. That's true. I mean, I could go for like a restaurant, like. Canes. That'd you want be cool. canes every day? I could go for 
for canes? I don't think that would fit into your diet. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. What are some of your favorite food places here in Lincoln? So I got canes for sure. You said Abe's. Abe's. Um, we don't have Blaze Pizza mm-hmm. in Canada, and I found I love pizza as well. Um, that was really good. Um, and there's a place called Misty's here. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. It's great. That's where they took me on my uh, recruiting visit. Um, amazing food. Every time I've been there, everyone's super nice. And yeah, back to the nice thing. Everyone was super nice there. We're so blessed with nice people in Nebraska. That's where all the nice people come. It's awesome. just Nebraska. You talked about your recruiting trip. Tell us a little bit about that because it's different for every sport, honestly. Yeah. So I got to spend the weekend here. Um, when I was actually, my plane got delayed and I had to text the coaches like, hey, I might not make it the first day because we were supposed to have a dinner the first night we got here with the uh, other recruits. And I had to text them. My dad and I are sprinting through an airport. And at this point, this is our first plane trip ever. Or second, <laughs> our second plane trip ever. And we were sprinting through an airport. We had no idea what we were doing. Um, well, but we ended up getting here. It was super good. Um, the coaches had someone, because I was committed at this point. I committed before my visit. Um, so I got to have a little bit more luxury than the guys that aren't committed. Um, so we had a guy pick us up at the airport, bring us to the hotel. Um, I figure, I think it's the holiday Inn, the one right downtown, mm-hmm. um, had dinner with the coaches, um, and a couple hosts, Drew Christo, I mentioned earlier, he was my host. I think that's why I also gravitated towards him. He was a freshman at the time and it just showed me like, that's kind of where I want to be. Um, so I drew Christo and then, uh, Gunnar Henderson, he's a, uh, he helps out with the coaches. Like he's one of our coaches for sure, but um, like not like an assistant head coach, whatever. Um, the next day we wake up early and we got to tour everywhere because there's a football game Saturday. My first football game ever. That was like actual football game. That was mm-hmm. really cool. Who were we playing? You remember? Northwestern. Uh, was Frost head coach? Yeah. Okay. Good we, game. We we yeah, killed him. Good game. We <laughs> killed, it was a great game yeah. to be a part of. Um, yeah, I got to tour all the facilities. Um, it was really nice. Um, we got to meet everybody. We got to meet our awesome advisor, Katie Jewell, our academic advisor. She's awesome. Um, and then went to the football game, got to go on the field. That was super cool. Mm-hmm. Take pictures with people, take pictures with, you know, cheerleaders. And as a 15 year old kid, you're going to, you're going to want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I thought it was super cool. The thunderstruck at halftime. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. And then after that, um, Drew took me and another guy out for dinner at, um, I think it's called Freddy's. It's like the frozen, frozen yogurt or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so that was super good. I actually do like that place a lot. I haven't been since I've been here, but mm-hmm. that was super good. Um, then we went out and hung out with the team a little bit after um, just to meet the guys. That's where I got to meet some of the guys that aren't here anymore. Um, but they were super good. We had a guy here that was on the same thing as me and Caleb. We played together, Core Jackson, when he was here. Um, so I got to hang out with him, see him again. And then the next day after that, um, we had breakfast with my family and the coaches. And then we had like a little meeting about like just going over everything and then flew back that day. Wow. That sounds like a good trip. Nebraska does a really great job of like selling the place and like taking you guys to events and like having a busy schedule and everything. Do you get like a cookie cake? And like, oh, we didn't get, we didn't get any like sweets or, oh, we could have. No, we like had a in tailgate. your room, you know, like when oh, you're... Oh, no, I didn't have that at all. Football players get that, and I really wish we had that. But, like, when you get to your room in the hotel, like, there's a cookie cake that says, like, hey, like, welcome, and, like, they have a whole bunch of, like, candy and, like, chip bags and oh, stuff. Oh, so, like, a good little goodie bag. Yeah. Laying on the hotel bed when they get there? Yeah, but I've never seen yeah, anyone else besides that. we didn't that. get that. We did get... Uh, I didn't mention, we had a tailgate in the Hawks, in mm-hmm. our indoor football facility. Oh, yeah. 
that was really cool because it's a bunch of people that are recruiting for different sports. That was super cool as well. So my year when I was getting recruited, we'd had that like little tailgate thing and there were football jerseys. And so we put the football jerseys on. I don't think they've ever been put out ever <laughs> since. <laughs> but no, Nebraska does a great job. And was there anything you learned or like you really thought about what you need to do well when you came on your visit? Because like something I learned was I just need to be myself. Right. Like that's the best way to get like honest with the coach and like actually feel the environment. So was there anything for you? Yeah, I got to know the coaches super well there because when you're recruiting, um, the coach is going to, you know, they're going to be a little bit of a different person mm -hmm. because obviously they want you to come here. When I got here, I got to learn who they were. They were super nice and genuine and who they are as people because over the phone, you can't really tell. It was really cool. Um, I, I fell in love with the accents. I love Southern. <laughs> Our coaches are all Southern. I love the accents. Those are super cool because, again, we don't have that. Um, and then just honestly, exactly what you said. Like when we hung out with the team, first thing they said was just be yourself. Don't try and be anyone else. Um, but the biggest thing I learned is like the way I felt when I came on here is like the home feeling. Like it didn't feel like, like I felt like this is where I belong. I wouldn't really want to be anywhere else. I feel like a lot of people say that when they come here. It's just like nothing else even compares anymore. Like that's the magic of Nebraska. Especially the fans. Those are crazy. Do you have a favorite Husker event that you like to go to? I honestly love the volleyball games. Mm -hmm. They're super cool. Like my first one I went to, I was up in the rafters, whatever, because I didn't know we had to show up early. I didn't know our, <laughs> I didn't know our team was like that, mm -hmm. like like how strong they were. Um, and then the second time I went in the student section and had that kind of stuff. And yeah, that was, it's it's crazy. You have to learn the like roof, 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 and you have to learn <laughs> what people say. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, those are super good. And I think honestly, the first half of football games, those are crazy. The first half, I agree. Those yeah. are wild. Mm -hmm. Or like just tailgating is like the best yeah, part. Those yeah, those are really good. Yeah. Like the union, we had the union tailgate or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like everyone comes in the union. And that's when, that's when I started to meet people that aren't athletes as well. Um, yeah, I think just the fan base here makes this place unbeatable. Yeah, Nebraska is very special. But do you ever feel like a little bit of a celebrity when you meet people that like aren't athletes? Oh, for sure. Uh-huh. Absolutely. It's something so special that like only we feel, but it's so amazing. <laughs> and then like, so we have like the bags that only we get mm -hmm. and like the the adidas jacket and stuff like yep. that so sometimes when you're you know you're walking to class something like that you see people look at you and stuff like that but it's not like i know for a fact like we don't put ourselves above everyone but you know just being the fan base it's like all right this is someone that's kind of representing the school and the name i love it so much i love it so much it's like a little flex it's good that you guys do love it though mm -hmm. because like in a way there's no pro teams right mm -hmm. like nebraska that's like our pro team. So like, yeah, everyone is totally behind. Like if you're a Nebraska athlete, like there is a real level of people seriously supporting, whether it's track, volleyball, football, like people definitely look at you guys a little differently because you're representing what is the biggest sporting, you know, facility here in Nebraska. You can Absolutely. shout out the Creighton Blue Jays. It's all here in Nebraska, right? Yeah, Go Nebraska exactly. hoops. But yeah, it's definitely one of those things. We got to throw it to break here on Speed and Power, though. We got Matt Evans from Nebraska Baseball and Megan Walker, host, as always, in here with us. We'll throw it to break and talk to you guys on the other side.